tracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. Thanks for joining us once again on Inside Motorsport. Interesting to see uh, with two touring car championships being run on the one weekend, we have got plenty to talk about. But after the break, we'll be uh, talking drag racing and previewing this weekend's winter round number two at the Canberra National Dragway. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. Liz Vinkos is the voice of drag racing in the ACT, and he joins us now with round two of the Winter Series being held at Canberra National Dragway. It is a, a very good chance for all competitors to come out from over New South Wales and into Victoria who have not been getting much running with no major circuits being available to them short of Willowbank Raceway up in Queensland. Yes, um, good afternoon, Craig. Uh, that is, uh, that's precisely the case. We're extremely uh, pleased and uh, pleasantly surprised with the, uh, with the number of entries that we received at the last meeting, 105-odd, and those range from uh, the big bangers right down to the local street races, and we're looking forward to and hoping that we'll get a similar uh, a similar roll-up this Sunday. This Sunday is round number two of the Winter Championship, which has been uh, has come about because of the closure of Eastern Creek to Pro-Am Racing, and we have seen really good numbers in the Wild Bunch category, which has been headlining it. Yes, we've had uh, a very good roll-up of interstates and uh, and local Wild Bunch races. Uh, the fact that there hasn't been any, or just about zero racing at Eastern Creek, has uh, really given the guys itchy feet and they're uh, supporting the bracket really well. And uh, this is what has brought a lot of um, a lot more spectators to the ra- racing here at Canberra International for this winter series. Round uh, two, we hope. Round one, we had an excellent roll-up. And um, along with uh, a good, strong, modified field to uh, to support the, uh, the Wild Bunch, it should be another great meeting. All right, anyone who has a car, a helmet and a driver's licence can participate in this weekend's event. So... Keep your calendars free for that. And, of course, the big news is a very big weekend coming up soon in the ACT in September. Three meetings in two days. It's going to be a tough call for all the uh, officials and staff of Canberra National Dragway. Yes, Craig. We've, um, we've had to schedule a lot, of, a lot of racing at our track, at our facility, because of the lack of, um, of uh, similar facilities anywhere else in New South Wales. We have in the, uh, on, a, on a Saturday. I don't have the, uh, the, the, uh, the correct date here, but... Um, if listeners keep listening to your show, we'll bring them up to date. But uh, on a Saturday um, in September, we'll have uh, in the uh, on a Saturday we'll have uh, the nostalgia races. On the Saturday night, we will be having the fast fours and rotaries. And on the uh, the following Sunday, we'll have a full Cambridge International Pro Am uh, feature as well. Going to be a great few months of drag racing, even though it is the middle of winter in Canberra, and we look forward to catching everyone out there at CID. Thanks very much, Les Binkos. Yeah, thank you, Craig. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to revel at spirit.com.au. Well, as I said, there was a big weekend of touring car action. If you wanted to be in the Northern Territory or South Australia, well, you had your pick of the action. Joining us on the line now is our touring car correspondent, Colin Ford. A very busy weekend for you, trying to split yourself into two places at once. Yeah, so there's two places, but at least they're in the same time zone, which is a bit of an advantage this time around. But it's certainly a, a very busy weekend. Uh, the, the debut of race meeting up at uh, Hidden Valley in the Northern Territory, 
uh, just outside of Darwin, and it was a, a top-rate meeting for their first meeting. And uh, by all accounts, all the teams and the spectators and everybody thoroughly enjoyed their, their time up there at Hidden Valley. Some good tight racing too. And most importantly, it looked like Larry Perkins built the best mousetrack for battle number one in Russell Ingalls' charge back into the championship contention. Well, that's right. Earlier on in the day, it looked like uh, very likely Craig Lowndes had it all tied up, you know, running away and winning the first race uh, right at the line from his teammate Mark Stapes, whilst uh, Russell Ingalls had trouble cutting a, uh, a drive-through penalty. But as it was, uh, the Holden Racing team ran out of trouble in the, in the second race and also in the third degree in the third race, which left Russell Eagle the man to take out the day. Because he didn't have it all his own way because he was challenged very heavily in both the second and third races by Jason Barguana. We had a chance to talk to Jason after the race. Yeah, I mean, it was it's fantastic. The whole day's racing has been great. The car qualified really well yesterday in fourth place, but we went into the first race and I got turned around in the first corner whilst our going for the lead and ended up finishing eighth, but um, we managed to get up to two seconds in the last one, and the third, second, and last one, but the interesting point was, the guys over the radio had told me that all I had to do was finish second on the, in that last race, and I was going to win the day, so I probably could have pushed a little bit harder, um, but I just sort of took our time, and you know, um, that's the way it ended up, and we're second on the day, so I'm pretty happy with it. This would have to make you feel really good in terms of you know, where you're heading for Oran Park, and, and then also for, for Bathurst and Sandown. Yeah, well, absolutely, I mean, We've been working all year on, on putting a package together with the car, and now our car is very fast. I'm driving a lot better now, and we're getting results. So looking at Iron Park, hopefully we can come away with another podium result. And then Sandown and Bathurst are coming up very quickly, and hopefully we can get a result up there, because at the end of the day, if we can go up and win Bathurst, I mean, hey, that's what it's all about. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this is a brand-new circuit, the, the circuit up at Hidden Valley. How hard was it to get the car dialed in for that new circuit? Oh, look, this circuit up here is fantastic. I mean, it really is a trick little track. It's got fast bits and slow bits and some uh, really Mickey Mouse off-corner sections and all that sort of thing. But, I mean, we had a really good package with our car up quarter. We've, we've come up here, we've played with the shocks a little bit, we changed the rear spring, and, and we got the car working extremely well. I think fourth in qualifying is our best result, um, and we're certainly all over Russell in those last couple of races. But, uh, yeah, it's come away with the podium is uh, a good result. And uh, how was the crowd up there? Oh, unbelievable. Like, the, the crowd was electric. I mean, it, it's probably the best crowd we've had at any V8 just car race this whole season. I mean, a quarter of the population of Darwin have turned up for it, and I think it's just fantastic. Thank you very much. I mean, hopefully we can pull a, a round win off. We've had that race win now. We've had a couple of podiums, but time we went and went around. So uh, thanks a lot for, uh, for calling. But Jason's one of those young talents uh, after last year, after his terrible crash in the, the, the Sunday morning warm-up, the uh, so well as he's been doing as the year has gone on. Then off to Malala for the Super Touring Cars, where another full program and good fields on, once again on the starting grid. That's right, they had a few cars back from uh, mechanical problems, but a few teams did have some problems during the weekend. But it was an Audi weekend with basically uh, Cameron McConville and Brad Jones sharing the win uh, at the Malala circuit. Jim Richards had a wretched weekend, first of all, having a replacement motor arriving late uh, from the UK and then having gearbox problems apparently during the weekend. So he only finished his best, best all weekend with two fourth places. Karen McClain finishing third in both races, and Brad Jones and Karen McConville putting the honest first place and second place between the two races. Best of the other privateers on the day, of course, was Peter Hills, who qualified fifth and also finished fifth in both races as well. His best finishing for the year. And putting in a strong performance as they head towards the mountain, of course, coming up on October 4th, where 
really all the focus and attention has been heading that way with the championship still a few rounds out. That's right. Not only just here in Australia, but also in the UK. Uh, during the last week, uh, the Triple Eight racing team of uh, John Clow and Derek Warwick they actually ran a 1,000-kilometre test of a, of a car they have built for that. Apparently went ahead with uh, only a few minor problems, and they're planning to run another 1,000-kilometre test before the event. Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW, tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes, and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing, so call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Ravel Steering. 28 Mort Street, Braddon, phone 6247 Jonathan Ledyard, line from the Century Batteries GTP Championship is Paul Ryan. And Paul, a fantastic weekend out at Malala for the GTP cars once again. Yeah, Craig, it was a uh, bit of a triumph and tragedy weekend in a lot of cases. Uh, for Gary Walden, it was, uh, it was pure tragedy. Unfortunately, on the Wednesday, he got to the end of the back straight. Went for the woe pedal and uh, got absolutely nothing. Sailed off the track at uh, in excess of probably 240 kilometres an hour. Got sideways in the gravel trap. Barrel rolled the thing three times and ended up uh, in a twisted pile of steaming wreck, sort of sitting on the uh, sitting on the firewall. So, unfortunately for Gary, that put him out for the weekend. And there is doubt as to sort of whether we will actually see that car back uh, back on track, which is a bit of a tragedy. Mechanically, it's it's pretty fine, but uh, every single panel on the thing is uh, is a total wreck. And being a Dodge Viper, it's not the sort of thing you can go down to your local wrecking yard to uh, pick up a new fender for. They're uh, they're few and far between here in this country. That is the truth. But for uh, the rookie in Rodney Forbes, it was a fantastic weekend. Yeah, Rocket did a great job. Actually, he was uh, he was fastest on fastest on Friday. Uh, got pole position for the second race uh, on Saturday and came away with a win in uh, in race two as well, which was certainly great to see. He really has been uh, slowly improving week by week ever since he's come into the championship. It was a late starter to uh, to the series this year, and he was uh, just stoked to uh, to come away with a win. And he really now has his sights set on uh, possibly clinching another couple before the year's out. Dominic Beninka had uh, certainly had uh, both ends of the spectrum on his weekend. On Saturday, he uh, did a big dive under brakes, uh, trying to uh, get under Ross Ross Armand in qualifying, going to the top in, But uh, unfortunately, uh, Dominic's uh, how can we put this? His judgment of distance and so forth was a little out, and in fact, he T-boned Ross fair square in the driver's in the driver's door. Did a lot of damage to to both cars. In fact. Uh, Starting off the circuit, that uh, really put Dominic behind the eight ball. The tape crew had to work feverishly to get the car back on circuit. He was able to actually come away with the win in the opening race, so that was a great turnaround, a real testament to the to the tape squad. Unfortunately for Ross Darwin, his weekend went from bad to worse. Uh, the new Evo Five, his teammate, new teammate Ross Halliday, joining the championship for the first time that weekend, really did come on strong and was faster uh, was faster than Ross straight out of the box. So, Ross was not too happy with that. Then the car got crunched. Then uh, went out in the warm-up. The car still wasn't right. A lot of vibrations in the front end. And to make matters worse, he blew an engine in the opening race and the thing caught fire, you know. That's the only thing that didn't happen to poor old Ross on the weekend. That His wife is still with him and, uh, and none of the kids have uh, drowned in the swimming pool. So it was certainly uh, an interesting weekend for the, uh, for the Adelaide driver. Yes, and uh, as we look down into Class B, C, D and E, into the lights as well, Things uh, stayed pretty much the same at the championship level. 
with uh, the classes there going to the front runners. Yeah, we've pretty much got a deja vu there. I suppose the, the other guy that was probably pretty stiff on the whole weekend was Neil Crompton, uh, standing in his, uh, what he calls it, stuck double for John Bow. Cromley uh, has been slightly improving since his third race that he's done in the Ferrari, and he really really came on pretty strong in the, in the opening race. In fact, passed Beninka in traffic, got through to uh, to take the lead, only for the uh, thing to drop itself on the road with a broken ball joint about, about a lap later. The new sponsor for the car that week, Again, too, with uh, Ferrari over toilet coming on, uh, coming on stream, and they were look, looking set to uh, take a win in their first race for the sponsorship, which would have been fantastic, but uh, it didn't uh, turn out uh, that way. But back to the back to the classes, Chris Gustavus continued his good form from Lakeside. He was right on the money at, uh, up there, came away with one win. He dominated things down here. Took uh, took both victories for the weekend. Class C, David Ratcliffe was the man of the moment in the uh, Toyota Camry, and he looks pretty set to probably take that championship this year, which is a uh, great effort up against the, uh, the Falcons, the Commodores, and the Magnus. Uh, Class D, Phil Kirkham, he was the guy that probably really came on, came on strong. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Phil's been a bit of a quiet achiever, hadn't won a race all year up until this weekend. Rich Shaw's MR2 was really being the dominant force. But Kirkham uh, has slightly been taking away. Sure, of course, missed one complete round with his big crash at Eastern Creek. And now the points gap is getting very, very tight. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for Class E, where Nigel Stone took another two wins in the little Suzuki. And he looks like a bit of a talent to uh, to keep a bit of an eye on, I think, in the tipper. And he certainly looks like he's going to romp away with that title. Mm, two fantastic races have been announced for the end of the season for the GTP category, with a long-distance race being confirmed at Soundown, along with once again being the support class for the supercars at the Australian 1000, sponsored to be announced next month. Yeah, it's, uh, it's still dotting the eyes and crossing the T's on those races. The other race that is definitely uh, due to be announced, in fact, it's going to be announced next Tuesday. Uh, to add to that further is the uh, the uh, Courier Mail uh, Gold Coast GTP Classic on the Street to Surface Paradise. So that's going to be uh, uh, an interesting scenario to see the uh, see the Road Warriors do battles uh, around the Street to Surface. And Sandown is going to be an interesting one, actually sponsored by uh, RF Insurance. In fact, every car in the field is going to have uh, full comprehensive insurance for for race day. So uh, the boys will be able to go pretty hard, knowing that if they do have a bit, a bit of a bingle, uh, they've got the insurance to sort of cover it. So uh, big commitment there from RM, Robbie Porter and the boys there, and it, it's great to have them aboard. Uh, new sponsors welcoming to the world of GTP. Yeah, it sounds like uh, the GTP has got that. Uh some great plans coming up, and uh, next year, has it been confirmed where you'll be running? Oh, no, Craig, it's still very much sort of up in the air at the moment, and, and yeah, until such time as uh, as we get a better get a better offer, it certainly will continue with the uh, with the super touring category. Obviously, there's a lot of rumour and uh, in, innuendo that uh, we're going to go to uh, uh, going to switch the category to the V8 Supercar Shield Series, but certainly nothing uh, nothing decided uh, on that until uh, all the offers are on the table and we know exactly uh, what's available and work out what's going to be the best for, best for our class, the best for our sponsors and the best for our competitors. That's where, uh, that's where we'll probably run. All right. Well, race one of the GTPs can be seen this weekend on Channel 10. That's right. Channel 10, Sunday afternoon between uh, 3 and 5 in most capital cities. Certainly going to be some great action to see along with the, uh, along with the Super Tour. So uh, certainly one to tune in come Sunday. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to ravel at spirit.com.au. Thanks for being with us once again. I hope you'll join us next time round on Inside Motorsport.
Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple SFM Canberra.